Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. And welcome back to the podcast. Today I have an outstanding guest. His name is Dr. Umesh Prabhu. Dr. Umesh Prabhu is currently working as medical advisor for Edge Hill University for international medical recruitment. In fact, he just got back from India, having recruited over 500 physicians. He's a patron of AVMA, a charity which helps patients who've suffered due to medical negligence. He's also a member of the Patient Safety Advisory Committee of Datix, where he helped transform the trust and reduced harm to patients by 90 percent. That's nine zero. And the trust received 45 awards and 450 less patients die each year and all quality measurements have improved. Complaints reduced by 35 percent. He is doing some outstanding work in patient safety and it's a privilege and a pleasure to have Umesh on the podcast. Welcome to the show, Umesh. Thank you very much for your kind invitation. It's a great pleasure to talk about patient safety. So Umesh, tell me, how did you get into healthcare to begin with? Well, so that's also very interesting. I didn't want to be a doctor. Really? My sister wanted to be a doctor. And she <laughs> okay. got, in 1960s, she got medical entrance into three medical college, but she was not allowed to go into medicine because she was a woman. Wow. And then she got upset. She said, I will make you a doctor one day. And I was very good at studies. And I was, mm-hmm. I'm from South, South India. I got my good grades. And I was doing engineering, but my sister applied for my medical college, and I went to medicine. Once I got into medicine, <laughs> I, just, I just loved it. That's awesome. <laughs> so I love story. the story. <laughs> She's like, you know what? Screw it. You're going for me. You're going to do this. And turns out you actually really loved it once you got in. Once I got in, once I taught children, because I've always loved children, mm-hmm. and I wanted to be a pediatrician, yeah. and I had a fantastic role model in India. And who made me who I am? So in 1982, I did my diploma. I got distinction, but I was struggling to get my postgraduate. In India, you have to be selected to do your postgraduate. And I was struggling for two years. And my friend from UK came to India. I went to say hello to him. He said, why don't you come to England? And I had no idea what England or United Kingdom was. I come from a very small village in South India. And when I told my father I'm going to England, he had an heart attack. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. He was shocked. He was shocked. So, but he always encouraged me. So I came to England in 1982. Mm-hmm. And since then, I had an amazing career. And I became a consultant in 1992 in a small place known as Berry near Manchester. And within four weeks, I made a fatal mistake. And six week old baby developed severe brain damage. And six wow. things went wrong. Six things went wrong. What went wrong? So it was, there were two babies with the same name and almost same date of birth next oh, to wow. each other. And I saw very faint bruising and I wanted to rule out child abuse. So I asked my junior doctor to get a skeletal survey, which is special x-ray. And he didn't realize there was one more baby with the same name, same date of birth. So at the end of the war round, he requested for the wrong baby. And he gave the card to the nursing staff who didn't know she was taking the wrong baby. So you can see how things went wrong. Because same oh, yeah. date of birth, same date of birth, same name. And that is how things went wrong. And I sent the baby home without realizing baby didn't have a full skeletal survey. 
and stepfather was abusing the baby. He stamped on baby's skull. And one wow. week later, baby was admitted to neighboring hospital and baby has severe brain damage. Wow. And that is what happens to a pediatrician when some child develops brain damage because of your miss. I was totally devastated. I didn't sleep for three days. It affected me to a great extent. And I realized what six things had gone wrong. And I put the six systems in place. I thought that was end up. Within four weeks, another baby died. I didn't make any mistake. Juniors, nurses did mistake. It was systems failure. And that was in 1992. And I developed interest in patient safety since then. Since then, I've done nothing but why doctors make mistakes, how to identify them early, how to avoid these mistakes. And I've probably given more than 300 lectures on patient safety, clinical governance, organization culture, leadership, everything. And now it has become a mission for me to reduce harm to patients across the world. I think it's a very uh, excellent story, sad and revealing, you know, of, of really kind of what happens more often than people think in healthcare. And, and so you've made it your mission to put patient safety at the front and center stage. No doubt that's your key topic that needs to be on leaders' minds. What do they need to be thinking about as it relates to patient safety? I think I would always ask the doctors or physicians, think back when you're 16 or 17 years old, why did you become a doctor or a physician? To make a fellow human being better. It is somebody's child, somebody's life. It is they who suffer because of our mistake. We can walk away, but it's their family suffer. And I'll give an opinion on 22 such children who died in the United Kingdom. It's their mother's and father's pain which drives me to do what I'm doing. Imagine your child, a 12-year-old child who is perfectly normal, develops brain damage. We had a child who developed brain damage, 17 went wrong. It says the whole thing is real tragedy, and 80 to 90% of them are preventable. And you said, you know, number of patients who die. Let me give you a brief statistic. In the United Kingdom, 20,000 patients die every year, and 55,000 patients develop uh, severe complications or permanently disabled due to medical error. And the United States, approximately 200,000 patients may be dying where that may be preventable fact. In Australia, 10,000 patients die every year due to preventable medical errors. And that is the scale of problem we are talking about. Every doctor, every healthcare worker, every manager must always put patients at the heart of everything they do. And patient safety must be given the top priority. No doubt. And the numbers are high. And, you know, it, it shouldn't be happening. But it does. And so maybe you could talk to us a little bit about some of the things that you've done, Umesh, and things that you've, you've seen done that it's, leaders it's, could implement that's, right that's, away. To that's, improve the that's, that's the important factor. And let me tell you, many the fundamental reason for patient safety is a system error. It is not individual doctors, even though very rarely it's individual doctors. But was 80 to 90% there are systems failure. For example... Elderly patients, they develop pressure ulcer in the hospital if they stay for a long time. And pulmonary embolism, DVT and pulmonary embolism is very well-known complication after surgery in elderly patients. Falls in elderly patients who are more than who got dementia, and if they're admitted to a hospital, they fall and they fracture. And all of them, if you have very good systems in place, are preventive. For example, patient deteriorating in the hospital if you do not realize their vital signs, if you do not monitor carefully, and if you do not see the vital signs, 
and these patients can die within the next few to few hours. So what we did was we appointed some very good leaders to each and every department, and then we put robust measurements and excellent system and process. And we started giving early feedback. For example, medication error is the second most common error in the world. In the United States, 7,000 patients die every year due to medicine mismanagement, medication mismanagement, drug interaction, patient known with allergy given the drug. All these things, dispensing error, prescribing error, handwriting mistake. I've seen everything. So we put robust systems and processes in place, and we transformed the culture of naming, blaming, shaming. We told the staff, we are here to support you. If it's not safe, please don't do it. Come and ask us. And that is how we transformed the whole organization. Yeah, it's, it's a great synopsis, uh, Umesh. And maybe you could share a time when you shared that vulnerable moment where the baby names, they were the same names, same birth date, and uh, the outcome. Maybe share with us a situation that things weren't going so well, but then because of certain thing that you did, they got better. Let me tell you a story of a 21-year-old girl who was found dead on a boxing day seven years ago, and 15 things went wrong. In the first meeting, the mother said, you murdered my daughter. It took me seven meetings before she hugged me, and she said, I trust you. And that is what means a lot to me. These families trust us. And what we did was we did full investigation there. Why, what went wrong? And at each and every step, we put systems in place to make sure it doesn't happen again. And now, since that incident, there has been no further problem. Let me give you one more story. A three-year-old child was admitted, not in my hospital, somewhere in the United Kingdom, and for a surgery. An operation went very well. And the consultant asked the junior doctor to prescribe heparin. And she wanted to give child heparin 1,500 units but she wrote U instead of units, and that U was read as zero. And the baby was given 15,000 units. And day four, child died due to intracranial hemorrhage and bleeding in the brain. Wow. So in my unit, nobody can write unit, U. You have to write fully unit. And we now mm. got electronics prescribing, which reduces harm by approximately 60 to 70%. The fundamentally, what you've got to do is train all your staff in patient safety. Number two, remove the culture of blaming, naming, shaming, but support the staff. Number three, give them the common reason why patients come to harm and how they can avoid. We spent a lot of time training our staff. Number four, we wrote simple ground rules. You cannot write you, you must write unit. And we put a lot of systems and processes in place and we started giving early feedback to our staff when they started making mistakes. And that is how we transformed the culture. Beautiful. It's a very clear step-by-step direction that the listeners can think about and just kind of ponder about how they could incorporate it into their own workflow, their own systems, their own culture. Can you tell us about one of the proudest moments you've experienced in your work? I think the proudest moment is first two years we had, you know, young patients dying, but in last few years, you know, last four years, no young patient who shouldn't be dying has not died. And our staff feedback, we were bottom 20% for staff happiness in 2011. By 2016, we were the third best hospital to work in the whole of NHS. 
and the trust received 45 awards. Congratulations on that. That's a big accomplishment. The credit should go to the staff. You see, always I say, leader is just a leader, but it is the hardworking, sincere staff who made the trust successful. All we did was we guided them, supported them to do a good job. I always say, success of any organization is because of its hardworking staff. Failure is due to poor leadership, poor culture, and that is what I always believe. We introduce patient safety at the heart of everything we do. Number two, happy staff, happy staff, happy staff, happy patient. And those two are non-negotiable. And we implemented duty of candor where any staff could come and see us in confidence and we would deal with their concerns. Love that. Duty of candor. And this focus on, on patient safety is definitely critical. When you think about all the things that you're up to today, Umesh, what would you say an exciting project or focus you're working on is today? I think, to be honest with you, my duty is now India taught me my values. My values come from my grandmother. She always told me, always be honest, always be sincere. See good in others, do good to others. Focus only on you. Work hard. One day you may be somebody. And when you're doing something right, don't be afraid of anybody. The courage. With those values, I came to UK and I had a successful career. Now I would want to return to both the countries, both UK and India, so that we can reduce patient safety in a big way. And let me give you some statistics for India, which is because India is a big country. It's very frightening. In mm-hmm. India, each day, 200 women die during childbirth. Mm-hmm. Each day. In India, 500,000 babies are born with brain damage every year. In India, 500,000 children die due to vaccine-preventable diseases. In India, each year, 1.5 million children become disabled due to preventable factors. Imagine what will be the world if we reduce all those tragedies. It would be amazing to be able to, to impact that. And um, since you're focused on it, Umesh, I think it's, it's definitely exciting for you to be able to you know, make an impact in this area. What are some of the things that you guys are, are working on? I mean, you just got back from India. You, you help recruit 500 physicians. What else are you up to? Right. Three things. Number one is we have interviewed 500 physicians. India produces a lot of doctors. India needs Indian doctors. Only reason why we are bringing them, because there are vacant posts in the United Kingdom. These doctors will come here. They will get further training because my skill is patient safety, leadership, and software skills of being a good doctor. And at the end of the day, three years, hopefully they will go back to serve India. And the United Kingdom will make its own workforce so that both the countries can grow together. Anything which I do must be beneficial for the patients. Anything I do must be beneficial for both great nations. That is what my plan is. I've always said, when you all grow together, when you are all successful, the world is successful and everybody is happy and we can all live together. Love it. A very great mission, Umesh. And now we're, we're getting close to the end of the interview. The time usually just flies. Let's pretend you and I are building a medical leadership course on what it takes to be successful in patient safety, the 101 of Dr. Umesh Prabhu. So I've got five questions for you, followed by a book recommendation to the listeners. You ready? Yeah. All right. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? The most important thing is support your staff, train them very well, and remove the culture of naming, shaming, blaming. Because Mahatma Gandhi was an amazing leader. He says, don't lose faith in humanity. 
humanity is an ocean few dirty drops do not make ocean dirty staff come to do a good job make your staff very proud of their workplace create a sense of belonging look after them happy staff happy patient what's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid the biggest mistake is not to listen communication is the most important skill if you don't listen to that mother who tells my child is not well if you don't listen to the carer my father is not well then you are going to communication is the most important thing and i would suggest communication is found to be the factor in 80% of complaints and 70% of medical legal cases so communicate effectively and as a doctor and nurses work together as a team and it goes to uh written communications too like using you versus units absolutely right and electronic prescribing that reduces mm-hmm. your error by 70 to 80% huge how do you stay relevant uh umesh uh, despite all the change i think change is inevitable change is the law of life i think it's bill clinton who said those who look to the past and the present will certainly to miss the future with the digitalization with the world becoming so small we all have to adopt with the change we have to cope with the change but we must not lose our core human value the kindness compassion humanity all those things it's all about your attitude it's all about the how we treat each other as human beings so we must accept the change we must adopt the change and i have no doubt digitalization is the way for the future for complete transformation of healthcare beautiful what would you say is a one area of focus that drives your work i personally feel i would like to make every doctor every nurse every healthcare professional patient safety champion and leader for the sake of the patient who trust us that is what i would like to achieve so that they become patient safety champions what is your number one success habit i think i'm just generally a very happy go lucky chap i think like <laughs> i would agree you mesh i would agree my friend you've <laughs> done very well and i've told everybody happiness is the secret of success be true to your own soul be true to your own conscience and enjoy whatever you do and always have a smile and be confident nothing is impossible in this world if you put your heart and soul in it beautifully said what book would you recommend to the listeners as part of the syllabus let me be a bit selfish i'm just about to publish my own book oh let's hear about it transformational leaders transformational leaders okay it's all about mahatma gandhi nelson mandela martin luther king transformation leaders they have their purpose and they transform anything by working with everyone and being kind and caring and supporting guiding inspiring motivate and when is the book coming out umesh probably within the next couple of months month or two it has got 10 chapters how to stay true to your values and how to build your resilience how to build a good team how to create positive energy and how to work together as a team and how to transform world and make it better place for each and every well congratulations on on that book and uh By the time this interview goes live, we'll make sure to coordinate it with the launch. So if you're listening right now, that means the book is live. So check out the show notes for a link to Umesh's book, outcomesrocket.health, and type in Umesh in the search bar. That's U-M-E-S-H. You're going to find the podcast there as well as a link to that book and also a full transcript of our discussion here today. Dr. Prabhu, we really appreciate you... Uh, coming on the podcast uh, if you can just share a closing thought with the listeners and the best place where they could get in touch or follow your work first and foremost i want to thank you and this has been one of the best interview i have ever done 
If anyone is interested in patient safety, please ask them to contact me. I'm on Twitter, I'm on LinkedIn, because this is the mission. My purpose is to make healthcare safest and the best and affordable for each and every human being. Health is the wealth of the nation, and we need healthy people to create wealth for the nation. For me, it has been a great pleasure talking to you, and hope many people will contact you. Umesh, thank you very much, and uh, looking forward to staying in touch. Thank you very much, Saul. You take care. Look after yourself. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.